Welcome to Doc Talks, brought to you from NerdWorks Media. Hello, everyone. So we're doing a bunch of new stuff today. I've done podcasts before. I've done streams before. I've done being live before. I've never done all of it at the same time, and not going to call it last minute because it was kind of something that we were prepping for but i mean at very much the uh the kevin hart he wasn't ready like we're we're close to that but you know if we're gonna do things weird we're gonna do things right so i apologize for anybody that was looking forward to hearing the music again today i apologize for anybody uh who is expecting something different um because we're doing something a little bit different today so normally if you tune into Doc Talks, this is where I am DM Doc, our wonderful friend and amazing DM, likes to kind of delve into the deeper facets of Dungeons and Dragons, whether it's the character building or how storytelling works or having a positive table, a whole bunch of different stuff. And sometimes life gets in the way of what we want to do with the table. And rather than just kind of do the hoping for the best... I thought maybe we'd do a spin on that. Sometimes life gets in the way. Sometimes the dice get in the way of you doing what you want to do. And that's good for the story, too. And more importantly, when the DM is away, the min-maxer will play, and that's me. I hate to tell you all this, but I love Dungeons & Dragons. I love this game. I am a dirty min-maxer, more times than not. Because I want to have a character, when I make a character in my head, And I wonder if this is something that's different for everybody listening, everybody watching. I don't make a lot of characters where I want them to fail. I'll make flaws, because flaws are fun. Flaws are one of the best things that you can do for a character, for story, for development, for just overall enjoyment of of a game. Always give your character a flaw. As far as do I want something to go wrong, sure. Do I want my character to be bad at stuff? I only want my character to be bad at stuff if that is literally the premise of the character. The character is a Dudley do-wrong. Just everything kind of falls apart and you're doing your best. Uh, But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's good, you know? And for everybody who wants to give an ounce of crap to the, you know, the human fighter archetype. Oh, those are boring. I hate to tell you this, but I have seen some, I've seen some warlock, sorcerer, paladins that do a ridiculous amount of things on combat in their turn, and oh, I'm going to cast fireball, also I'm hasted, so I'm going to take some attacks, and I'm going to smite some people while I do so, and this round of combat I'm going to do 140 points of damage and stuff. Super cool. They are the most boring characters outside of combat that I've ever seen. Because there's a huge difference between min-maxing and trying to get the most out of your character. And we've touched on this bit by bit uh, through this series of Doc Talks, through this series of Doc Explaining and just kind of exploring uh, the Dungeons & Dragons space with everybody. But instead of just looking at min-maxing as base numbers... I want to look at it as a preference, as a way of actually creating a character, and what the intent is when you do so, and what is good 
not what's good and bad, but what's, what's the reasoning behind it? What's the explanation behind it? And I think that's where there's a, uh, there's a disconnect, you know? So what is a min-max? Uh, min-max is basically as you're building a character, you are trying to get the absolute best out of that character by the numbers on the sheet, by the spells that you take, by the feats that you take, by the multi-classing that you do, everything along those lines. That's your goal as a min-maxer. You are trying to squeeze every ounce of D&D juice that you can out of that character sheet. And when you say it just like that, I don't see there are, I don't see a real problem with it. You're not trying to break the game. You're not trying to make it to where other people can't have fun. You're not ruining anything at the table. You're trying to give yourself the best thing that you possibly can for the way that you want to enjoy that game. And as long as you do so in a way that doesn't hinder other players from being able to participate, I don't see a problem with it. A DM can always roll with the punches because they're literally the ones delivering the punch. But if your intent was, oh, I'm going to build this character to ruin this DM's game, well, then now you're not building a min-max. You're literally building a character to ruin a game. You can min-max it or not, and that doesn't really matter. The intent of why you're building such a character is the most important thing. So when we talk min-maxing, when we talk enjoying a game and enjoying playing a character, the stats on the sheet are literally one piece of the puzzle. The spells that you pick are another piece of the puzzle. The why you're doing it. The why you're choosing the abilities that you are, etc. If you go with the, you know, let's see. If you're going with the point by system and your DM allows you to give your character a five in some stats so you can get as high as possible in the others, great. If you want to do that, feel free. But have a reason behind it. And the reason can't just be, I want them to be strong. So I'm going to dump everything else. I mean, actually, you know what? It can. If that's, if that's the reason you want to do it, that's totally fine. Doc and I have two completely different development styles when we're building a character. Doc likes to build a story. He likes to build the backstory. He likes to figure out the whys on the everything. And then he makes a class that fits it. Which is a superb way to do storytelling. Because it's literally putting it at the forefront. I do something weird. And I don't know... I do something weird at least for somebody who cares about story as much as I do. Story is the reason why I play D&D. The everything else is great... But if the story element wasn't a piece of it, I'd, I'd be playing Warhammer. You know, I'd be, I'd be playing something where I can be tactical, where I can get every ounce of how do we win this fight? How do we win this encounter? How do we win the game? I would be playing something different other than Dungeons & Dragons. Because min-maxers are trying to win fights. They're trying to win encounters. They're trying to win something neat. But they're not, hopefully, trying to win D&D. Because you can't win D&D. You can complete a campaign... You can beat the evil, the big bad evil guy. You can do all of this stuff, but you can't win D&D because the way that you win D&D is by having a good time. 
by everybody at the table enjoying it to the point where they want to continue playing next week. I mean, let's be real, it's the pandemic time, so enjoying to where you can play next week, that's probably closer to next month, which is still an issue because somebody uh, is picking up shifts, so we can't play that night, and then, oh, well, sorry, I can't make it, I've got this thing that popped up, etc., whatever. But the point is, is that you want to play. That's winning D&D. Min-maxing isn't winning D&D, it is having the most fun with your character and optimizing it. So let's talk about optim. If you build a character the way I do, where I don't start with the backstory, because a backstory can be just about anybody's calling. Depending on the... Depending on the place that you're coming from, your backstory can be something that goes to every other every other race, every other type of class, it, it's every family, every build can totally be whatever story you want to build for that character for that time. So I do the opposite. I start with a class. What do I want to play? What do I want my character to do? And sometimes it is as simple as, you know what? I want to make a Hexblade Warlock because those things do a ton of damage. And I want to build a Hexblade Warlock that does a ton of damage. That's what I'm going to build this game. Great. Really easy to maximize. High charisma as much as possible. Figure out if I'm going to be... Uh, Hexblade that's in melee a lot, or if I'm going to go full Eldritch Blast and just make it as powerful as possible and machine gun people. Worry about the stats that I need to worry about for getting the things done that I want to get done. That's min-maxing. You are taking the minimum on the things that you don't need and the maximum on the things that you absolutely want to excel at. It's okay to want to do well. It's the whole reason that when we roll dice, we're hoping for a high number. Or we're also, sometimes on this situation, we're rolling dice and we're hoping for a low number because it's going to be funny or because it's going to be a good story moment or something along those lines. So the idea that you have to min-max to have a good character, to have a powerful character is wrong and don't think that way, please. If you think that way, stop it. At the same time, if you want to build a character that is less than maximized, a character that is more even distribution, uh, across the board, just doing their best, participating, very story-based, everything along those lines, that's not a bad thing. It's just not exactly the same thing. Don't think about character creation as a, how do I make this the worst for the DM? Don't think of it as, how do I make this the worst for the other players? Don't even think about, how do I make this the best for me? You have to think about it as, what is going to be the most enjoyable experience at the table for everybody? If you love combat, and your premise is... I am going to make a character that is so awesome at combat. I'm going to make a monk that has the ability to 
get all over the place, do all this good stuff, great. Feel free. And you should build the things that your character class cares about into being the things that your character is good at. I think it's silly that the the idea of min-maxing is frowned upon. Like, oh, a dirty min-maxer. You know what I find more boring than a min-maxer? Is somebody who builds a character that is designed to fail and then insists on taking the wheel from everybody else in the game because oh it'll be funny oh I'll, I'll i'll roll and it'll be bad oh i'm not good at this thing but i think i'm good at this thing okay but you as a player know that you're potentially taking opportunities away from the rest of the table for them to feel a moment of triumph because your character wants to do something different. Different's fine, just as long as it doesn't take away. And this is a collaborative storytelling game, which means when you are contributing something, when you're putting something forward, yeah, that means you are potentially taking something else away from somebody else. So, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it's somebody just taking the piss out of the game. You know, you're, you're trying to enjoy. And that's okay. Uh, have you ever teamed up with another player to have a joint backstory? Uh, all the time. That is something uh, Doc and I recently did. We had two characters that were brothers. And he made his barbarian a character that was very specifically designed to work well with my... It's not Firelight. It's the Fire Druid. A circle of wildfire. There it is. Hey, we got there, everybody. He made his character designed to work with me. He didn't make it to be the most powerful barbarian. He didn't make it to be something that just destroyed everything. He made it to work well with me. He min-maxed for that. And he did it for a story reason. Because it was a joint backstory. It was us working together to do that. And for my druid, I made them a martial fighter that just happened to be a druid. And of course, in doing so, I went, okay, so that means I care about this. I care about these stats because I'm going to be up in the fray. But then... I'm going to flavor it because my archetype is all based off of this wildfire stuff. So I care about fire spells. I care about healing spells. So not only does my backstory match what I'm doing, my archetype match what I'm doing, but now I'm deciding my spells. I'm deciding how I'm acting in combat. I'm deciding how I act as a character to further that progression, to further that benefit of all the things that I've done to build my character. And when you're building a character, when you're trying to get a premise, doing what you can to get the most of that premise is min-maxing. You are taking the things that do not matter to you as much, and whether you put them aside because of flavor, because of if it works or not, or even if it's something that you're just never going to use, so you don't care about it. Great. 
but you're going to maximize all of the other stuff that you do care about, that you do want, that you are encouraging in your game. That is so important. There is a huge difference between building something powerful and trying to get the most strength and output and statistical progress and doing something because it works. There's so much fun to be had by making your character good at the things that you want your character to be good at. That is min-maxing, and it's not a bad thing. I am a person in my real life that does sales. I do sales training. I teach employees how to communicate with people more effectively. If I was a D&D &D character, those would be traits that would be reflective on my sheet because those are the things that I'm good at. Those are the things I need to be able to do to continue my line of work. Think about you. Think, I mean, I've been making a ton of character sheets for people. And what that means is that you look at the things that you are good at, the premises that you excel at, and then you quantitate them on a character sheet and you roll a dice and you add modifiers based off of it. And that die is just random chance. That die is encouragement of the interaction with the world or everything else along those lines. If you take it in reality, that die, you rolling it, if it rolls bad, that would be the same thing as if you said hi to somebody on the sidewalk. And you might be great, but they might have had a bad day, so they're not going to say hi back to you. It's the randomness of what you're trying to do. So trying to eliminate some of that randomness, or at least diminish that chance of something going wrong at the things you want to be good at. And if you want to be good at everything, I don't know what to tell you. Be a bard, because they're great at everything. Don't think that you can't enjoy being good at stuff. Don't apologize for making a good character. Apologize for making a character that takes away from other people. So you're doing your very, very best, right? You're doing what you can to build a cool character and a good premise. It is not a problem when we talk about enjoying the game. What does become a, a problem is when you can totally randomize a bunch of the stuff. You know, uh, oh, well, uh, I'm going to have a four. My character's going to have a four in charisma because they can have a 20 in strength. Well, okay. If that's what you want to do, that's totally fine you better be willing to play into that. Min-maxing has a min, as, as, as has a minimum, as well as a max. How do you deal with somebody that decides to min-max NPC interactions, like deliberately trying to torpedo attempts to roleplay by other players at the table? This is a really good question. I appreciate it. There's a couple ways that you deal with it. If you're the player, if, 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 not if you're the player that's doing it, but if you are a player, at that table, and somebody else is basically torpedo torpedoing attempts, easiest way to deal with it, and people hate this, 
because they hate being combative. They hate confronting people. They hate putting things into a moment of tension. The first thing you do is, hey, what are you doing? Ask. Ask them what they're doing. Because here's the thing. You might think that they're torpedoing something. They might have a plan. And you could also be right. They could be totally torpedoing it. The first thing you're wanting to do is figure out why they're doing that. If they're doing that. If you're the DM, roll with it. Because sometimes if someone's trying to min-max through something, if they're... This is less talking about character, but more talking about min-maxing in, I'm going to win D&D. Oh, well, this person isn't important. F them. We're gone. Bye. Oh, this person's important. We're going to beat them up until they tell us everything that we need to know. Kind of stuff. Speed run. D&D. To try and get the highest score. If that's the case, you're the DM. There's always guards around, if you so choose. There's always things around, if you so choose. There's always people that are watching. Non-player characters are the biggest part of the world. The players might be forming the story. But they're forming the story in this world, which means the world reacts to it. Which means the world witnesses it. So, min-max through. Go do all of the stuff you want to do. Speed run it, etc., etc., etc. One thing you get to remember, consequences exist. Maybe it's only for that one character because they're the one that you see. Maybe it's for the party. Conflict is not bad. Conflict is what progresses into growth. So if there is a moment of conflict, if there is tension in the game, all that really means is it's turning into extra story. Now, if it's something that persists, if it's something that this is how the character play or this is how the player plays and the other players don't vibe with it you as a dm don't vibe with it and it's established that you don't vibe with it and it still continues that point it has to be a conversation between the actual player and likely the dm of the game and if that is the case you do your best you try and say this is the rationale for how we feel this way and hopefully they see where you're coming from. So min-maxing. Building a character. Building a storyline. Building in everything. Taking these feats. Taking these spells. Feats are incredibly powerful. And you can do crazy stuff with them. Polearm Master and Sentinel is one of the most broken combos in D&D as far as I'm concerned. Because you have the ability to basically say, Hey! If anything comes within 10 feet of me, I'm going to take a stab at it. If I stab it, then it doesn't get to move, which means anything that doesn't have reach can't hit me. It's stuck. It's very powerful. It's very fun. It's very cool to be tactical. Have a reason for it. Don't, don't tell me that your character is good at it because they're just good at it. Why? Feats are this almost superhuman thing. It's a superhuman feat. So, regardless of what character race you're playing, if you have that, why do you have that? Because I want to. Okay, that's good enough for the player. Why does the character have that? If you can storyline, if you can backstory the facts of your character on the sheet, everything you do as a character is going to be much more fun. It's going to be much more palatable, too. Because it's no longer about you being the most powerful being on the planet or on the table. 
it's all about the why you do what you do and the how you do what you do. And that's respectable. I hate it when, and this is, this is, this is a me thing. Doc could totally disagree. I'm not speaking for him here. I hate more than anything else when a character makes a decision for the table for the sake of getting a rise out of the players. It's that reverse metagame. That's when we're talking about metagaming. That's when we're talking about min-maxing. When you're making decisions that do not have the interest of the other people around you, that's where it goes too far. Everything you do before that is you try to maximize the amount of fun that you're having. I love the idea of barbarian, great weapon master, fighter. What's it do? Well, it goes in and I'm going to take five attacks one round. Reckless, swinging away, just trying to fish for crits to really, really mess things up. I have Ritual Caster for a good portion of my characters. Because Ritual Caster is a min-maxing feat. The access to all of these spells that you wouldn't normally be able to get is you maximizing something on your character sheet. It is you building and elongating the amount of tools that you have to draw from to do all of the stuff you want to do. To maximize your character's efficiency. If you think that doing something like that is a problem, then you need to think about what the player is doing versus what the character is doing. I don't know. And y'all can correct me. I don't know of many people that don't min-max their character in some way. Talk to me about the amount of barbarians where strength is their dump stat. Talk to me about the amount of bards where charisma is their dump stat. If you do that, you do that on a principle. You're choosing to make your character perform poorly at the thing they're supposed to do. And maybe you've got a storyline reason for it. Maybe you're trying something out. Maybe you're getting creative. But that is the opposite of what we're looking at here. If you try and make your best stats the ones that your character cares about the most, that's min-maxing. You're prioritizing. When you look at the quick build in the player's handbook, it literally says, make your highest score this, followed by this, then take these. It tries to build the best quick build into the first couple of paragraphs for each class. And if that's the case, then that's min-maxing. <laughs> a good DM will try and put every player into a position where they have an opportunity to do something great. And they might not. They might miss it. They might roll poorly. They might not get there that session. They might not think on the same page. Uh, it's, it's the chandelier principle. Oh, we're fighting indoors. What do you want to do on your turn? Oh, I want to swing from the chandelier. Is there a chandelier? DM says, there is now. Go for it. Giving people an opportunity to enjoy themselves 
is a two-way street. DM has to know what you want to be able to do, how you want to be able to do things, what your motivations are, and build something towards that. And characters have to want to do something. If all you want to do is, I want to build somebody that does a lot of damage, great. That's not a problem. Maximize the amount of damage that you can do. Totally. Great. Hopefully the DM gives you something where you can really, really hit stuff. Nothing wrong with that. I made a character that I wanted to make the best healer I possibly could without going cleric. It's really, really hard to justify having a character that is a bard that also deals with storytelling as their, their methodology of everything, that also deals with healing, that also deals with all this other stuff, and it works in line with the norms. So then don't do the norms. I mean, a bard doctor distracted people while he was healing them with stories. The same way that a doctor would tell you, you know, all right, I'm going to pull on three. One, two, and then pulls on two. For me, characterization starts with background. I totally understand that. That's, that's honestly how I think most... I think that's how most story-driven uh, people, and especially DMs, I think that's how most of them build their characters. And I get that. Because you have the premise of a character... And then you build it. And then you see what they are. I'm weird. I build the class first. And then I work backwards. This is, what do I want this character to do? I want them to have a spear. And I want them to fight things. And I want them to be just this awesome spear-wielding character. But I think I want them to have some magic. Okay. So let's go backwards. What's the class? Uh, you know what? The class is... You know, let's make a Hexblade. Great, make a Hexblade. Why are they a Hexblade? What did they do to become a Hexblade, etc.? And go back, and go back, and go back, and go back, until I've got my base character. Because then when I've gotten to that point, I can move forward again. I can go backwards, and then move where I think I'm supposed to go. And if anything seems wrong, then I can change it up. Most of my characters are min-maxed in some way. But they're min-maxed to the way that I like to build into the actual character itself. Lexia says, I like the idea of using limits of the rules to shape the story of the character. That's totally reasonable. That's totally reasonable. The limits of the rules, both in the book and at the table, afford opportunity. The difference with min-maxing and playing D&D is the only reason that your min-maxing is going to work all the time is if you're lying about your roles. Don't do that, by the way. Don't do that. Like, it, you're really only hurting yourself. You're taking away elements of story. Which is fine. Just, if that's what you're doing, then I don't know why you're playing D&D. &D. Why roll the dice if the dice don't matter? So you do that. You work with it. You can be the absolute best fighter. You can build yourself the best fighter in the entire world. 
And sometimes you're going to miss. And that's cool. My issue with min-max characters is sometimes it produces a one-trick pony. Here's the thing. You're right. Sometimes a min-max character is just a character that does one thing, that's all they do. Okay. If that's all they do, and that player has a lot of fun with it, awesome. But that's not the goal. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not... That's differing goals. If your character wants to go and be... Like, like we were talking about before with the, the Barbarian that just deals damage. That's all they do. They just want to deal damage. They just swing away. Okay. If that's what that character wants to do, that's fine. But that's where you get into an element of how much fun is that for that character? Does it take it away from any other characters? And what are you doing outside of combat? You know? What are you doing to enjoy the overall theme of the game that you're playing. Because if there's role play to it, and they just decide not to interact, if they're not taking anything away, it's obnoxious. Yes, and that is the premise that I was, I was hoping that we were going to go to next. So, yes, if you have a character that's a one-trick pony, and they want to do one thing, when they're not doing that one thing, what are they doing? Oh, they're bored. Oh, they're just sitting around. Here's the thing. D&D is an investment. And this has become more clear to me recently than ever before. D&D is such an investment. It's an investment of time, energy, effort, emotional investment. And it is impossible to keep, at, at the best DMs I've ever seen, it is impossible to keep every player actively attentive at all times but at the same time it's a two-way street if a character is a one-trick pony and they build a character to be a one-trick pony they are building a character that is going to be bored whenever they're not doing the thing that they want to do and that's unfortunate but you got to build off the idea that you're going to be involved in the game because if you're just building a character and this is where i think we agree if you're building a character to just do one thing, if that's it, then D&D is not the game you should be playing. That's a very good point. Playing characters in a way that lets you explore mentalities and emotions that you don't normally. It's an expansion on what you can do. So what I'm telling you, what I'm encouraging, is you don't have to min-max all of your characters. But you already kind of do in some way, shape, or form. You're already putting your characters in a position for them to succeed at the things you want them to succeed at. Sometimes there's little hiccups in there. But more times than not, yeah, your cleric is going to have a pretty high wisdom. Stuff like that. If you build a character where their entire premise is for them to do one thing, or you go way overboard on the min-maxing, and you diminish every other thing you possibly can, so you can enjoy that one thing. That's okay. Just have a reason for it. And know that you're probably costing yourself the enjoyment of other things that you wouldn't normally be able to do. Follow the links to check out all of the Doc Talks podcasts. Uh, feel free to come into the Twitch stream for all of the Vigi James content. And uh, 
thank you very much for watching, everybody. I wish I could do... I don't have the music. I can't do the, the guitar outro thing where the... This has been a Nerdworks production. So instead, I'm just going to tell you that I love y'all. Stay nerdy. Live your dreams. Take care of each other. And I wish you many natural ones. Bye, everybody. This has been a NerdWorks production.